0: Hey there. Thanks for listening. Quick question for you. Did you know that the One Rental at a Time book self-published on Amazon was actually selected by Forbes Real Estate Council as one of the 15 essential books you must read before getting started in real estate? Quite the accomplishment. It's actually book number three. Go check it out on Amazon. One Rental at a Time written by yours truly, Michael Zuber. Hey everyone, I have an exciting show for you today. I'm bringing back a past guest. Last time he was on the show with us, he talked about getting his first deal in proof of concept. That was about eight months ago. He's been crushing it since then, so he was nice enough to get up early this Saturday morning so we can have another conversation before he starts calling potential sellers and, and making more money. Let's welcome Michael Butler to the show. How you doing, Michael? How's it going, Mike? I'm doing I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, I always love talking to you. You're so much fun. I, li- I, I just leave happier after I talk to you. You got this great smile, big, 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 <laughs> big teddy bear guy. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So why don't you remind everybody where you're at, what you do, uh, and maybe talk a little bit about the first deal. So in case you didn't see that first video.
1: Okay. Um, obviously, my name is Michael Butler. Um, I'm a wholesaler here in Fresno. Um I usually use to the term, you know, a uh, real estate investor, but again, I mean, that's, that's what I'm uh, practicing right now is, is wholesaling. And so, you know, for those watching, I'm, I'm a wholesaler here in Fresno. Um, and let me see, you said a little bit about me, right? Yep. Okay. So, um, shoot, um, kind of got into wholesaling about a year ago. Um, I was, I used to teach full time. Um, wasn't able to, took my CSET, which is, uh, one of uh, the tests that you have to take as a teacher, you know, in order to finish with your, um, your teaching credential. Um, and so if you're not familiar with it, you have to have it completed within, I think, four or five classes into your teaching credential. Mm -hmm. Um, I taught for two years, failed that test like 10 times, um, was pulled out of my full-time classroom as a special education teacher. Um. In that point i was pretty much lost you know kind of i think i had a little breakdown you know because we've always been a single income household yeah. my wife stays home with the kids and um i that's how i stumbled upon wholesaling and from that point i think I, you know like they say everything starts when your back's against the wall and that's pretty much how i began with real estate
0: yeah all right so you so you you had this event in life uh you're going down one path it didn't work out you you search for an answer you find this thing called wholesaling probably not sure if it really works, but you give it a shot in four months later, if I remember, uh, yeah. you secured your first assignment fee. So let's just remind people what, you know, what amount it was, how it felt, what would you do all that? And then, then we'll get into the new stuff.
1: Okay. So even before it took four months for me to close the deal, but within, I, I think I, I, believe I locked up a deal within like my first three weeks, but you okay. had a bunch of title issues. <laughs> so, so I mean, that was, you know some of the, some of the uh the roadblocks along the way but that first deal ended up being a duplex um that I ended up JVing with a, a local investor uh realtor here in Fresno Darren Wade and um we pretty much made $20,000 on that one we split it yeah. um 10 and 10 each and um with that money I, I pretty much that's what that's what I used to um I don't even want to say marketing because I don't have a really high overhead (laughs) cost, but I think just from those four months of me not really having a stable uh, income, you know, it it caught me up. And but the biggest thing I think it was it was rich in the sense of like you said, proof of concept. Uh,
0: Yeah, proof of concept. Awesome, awesome. All right, so now to the new stuff. So okay, you have the proof of concept, you get the ten k in your bank, you feel flush again. You probably take a big sigh, like oh, okay, good. This this can work. What, did what um, you know, what, what'd you do next? I mean, cause you, you walk us through, actually, you know what, let's, let's take it this way. How did you end last year? How many transactions, you know, okay. wh- what did the year like? And then what we'll do is we'll map out, okay, April to December. So how did it end in 2019? Okay. So
1: it ended in 2019. It's actually slowed up for me because okay. I I do coach varsity football. And so I did, you know, it's a blessing because I did see the difference of when you're not marketing uh-huh. and when you are. And okay. so, you know, again, it took me a while to get that kind of get the flow rolling. I was able to, for the most part, October and November, I wasn't able to close a deal. Mm-hmm. I ended the year closing, uh, eight, eight deals. Okay. Eight deals, eight or nine deals, eight or nine deals. I actually, um, used another, uh, method in a sense of, uh, Sub two, I took over my grandmother's house. Sub two, okay. Um, so now that's now my primary residence. So I was able to um, cool purchase a home.
0: Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, eight deals, and I was able to uh, meet my goal of making six figures. Also, so it wow. ended up being a pretty successful year for me.
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, that's. Um, I'm guessing you don't make six figures as a special education teacher. I'm just guessing. No. No, I I have no idea, but I'm guessing it's not that much.
1: No, as a as a non-credential teacher, we're looking. um, I think the year before that, um, and that's coaching three sports and teaching an adult uh, GED class. Uh I think I pulled in about sixty.
0: Wow! So, uh, so, wow! Eight deals. I'll call it life-changing money. Maybe, maybe you won't, but but I will. Um, That, I mean, what what did you do to celebrate? I mean, because that's you know that's. You did all of that, so I mean, you you buckled down. You did the work. Um, probably people around you didn't believe in you, thought you were wasting your time, and uh, you know, how how's it feel now? I mean, that's got to feel good, right?
1: It, it does, man. It, it feels it feels amazing. You know, sometimes, I always, I use the term, you know, not even a term, but a phrase. I say sometimes you have to step outside of yourself and actually appreciate yourself because. Yeah. Um, when you get when you get so focused in on, on something or creating something, mm-hmm. um, you're constantly comparing yourself to others. And I do understand that's how you get great is you put yourself around, you know, a circle of people who are doing great things above what you are doing. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, by nature, you have to pretty much elevate your game. And so um, I say step out of yourself, uh, step, step outside of yourself. And sometimes, you know, you appreciate yourself because you can come a long way. And if you, you don't take that time sometimes to at least acknowledge your growth, you know, it, it, it can, you know, it can bury you sometimes. Sure. So I, I think that's really how I just appreciate I, I do keep a, a pretty good circle of friends mm-hmm. um, who are always positive, whether they believe or not at the moment. Um, but it, it's, it's great to have those type of people around you to at least, you know, sometimes, yeah, give you a pat on the shoulder, even though you know you're going in the right direction, right? Yeah. You have to have that in order to be successful. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: that's, that's awesome. Around me, really. That's cool. All right. So now let's get to the meat and potatoes of what i wanted to talk about today. So you go from proof of concept to, uh, I'll call it a record year, personal record year of eight deals and six figures. Um, wh- how, how'd you get there? Was it just more of the same rinse and repeat? Did you tweak something? Did you double down on marketing? What, what, how'd you go from this proof of concept? I can do this to a record year. What What were the big, rocks if you will
1: um, a lot of it ended up being follow up ah. a lot of it ended up being follow up I mean I, I, I definitely didn't spend a lot in overhead uh, in overhead in the sense of uh, like marketing mm-hmm. I probably didn't spend more than ten thousand dollars in marketing um, it, it was really a lot of failing forward okay. um, I did I, I dabbled in a lot of things um, RVMs and text messaging Never did. I guess I kind of did direct mail with Deal Machine with their postcards, but mm-hmm. even at that, I stopped the postcards after a while. Um, but a lot of it was mainly cold calling and, and just referrals, people I knew, networking with other investors, and um, making sure that I'm always, you know, wearing my my t-shirts. I buy houses t-shirts. Uh, just kind of just putting myself out there, really, and being vulnerable.
0: Yeah. So so really, that's, so I want to break some of that down, right? So. One of the things I see in the wholesaling game and it's really in the investing game, but we'll talk about wholesaling today, and, and the context is lots of different technology and apps and services and blah blah blah, where you can spend some money, um, you know, from RVMs to text message to mailers, to deal machine to, to all that stuff. Um, what, what do you if looking back at it now, again, stepping out yourself to use your phrase, would you, would you have saved that money? on some of those and just, you know, know who Michael Butler is and just, you know, keep doing what you're doing or, um, you know, what, what would you do different, I guess, if you could undo some things? Um,
1: well, we, we talked about failing forward. Um, and so to be honest with you, um, I kind of like, I don't, it wasn't necessarily always productive. Okay. But I think it really helped me at the start of this year understand that okay, I don't need this, I don't need this, I don't, ah. I don't need this. Yeah. Um, where, where did I get the best? And, and I'm not at the point yet where I'm tracking KPIs. KPIs. I know Stratton's really good at keeping the numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you talk about visionary. I mean, that, that's 100% me. I just. I kind of just go. Yeah. Um but I do know one thing that had worked really well for me was 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 cold calling. Okay. Um I I did like text messaging, you know, SMS. Yeah. But to me I mean you can, that's more when you're doing so much volume and you you know you do have a team or yeah. um keeping up with those conversations and stuff like that. I'm not a person that can just send out a, a blast of text messages and then just wait for replies. Yeah. Um I have got a good kind of good um, flow in a sense of with banded signs. Okay. Um, so to me, that was my solution to when I'm coaching football to always be marketing, but having yeah. at least having banded signs out there. Um, yeah. I realized that that has helped me, but the biggest thing was cold calling. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't okay. change it because I, I do feel like that's what's um, brought me success in the, in the, in the past. I,
0: I, I love that about you. Again, it's the failing forward. It's, you know, I've tried it so now I can focus and not do it again. Um, you just have the right mindset, a very healthy mindset. So um, I'm curious, did you always have that? I mean, growing up, were you always just positive, kind of leaning forward guy? Or <laughs> does, does mom and dad I deserve think, yeah. some credit or what?
1: For sure, for sure. Uh, Darren always gets upset with me about it. They're not upset with me, but he gives me a hard time. Yeah, he razzes you. Yeah, we'll, we'll walk into a house. And, I mean, it's so, oh, man, we're looking at it. And I'm like, well, hey, I mean, look at this. You know, look at that. Because, you know, I think that's just... I don't know, I work with a lot of at-risk youth. Mm -hmm. Um, Just being the coach and, you know, playing football at Fresno State. I mean, it's so many things that, I mean, if you let it bring you down, man, it it, it will, you know, no one wants to get up at 6 a.m. for weights four days a week and and run, you know, four days a week and live for it, you know it becomes a lot. And if you just let that just constantly just that's the negative stuff that evides that you think about all day. Uh, I mean, eventually you're going to be a negative person. So I I just, I've always learned to just find positives in something.
0: Yeah. And and I would agree with you. Every, my, every interaction, both, both sort of you and I, and then me watching you with others is you're that guy. It's like you, it's like you have this aura of almost (laughs) like a rainbow or positivity or whatever you want to call it. I don't mean it to sound weird. It's just, you're, you're a happy, you're a, you're a happy individual. So that's pretty cool. All right. So, um, so eight deals. So, uh, again, while cold calling, uh, so I, uh, I was in sales for nearly 20 years, actually over 20 years, but software sales for 20 years And cold calling is the absolute hardest thing to do. So how do you build that callus Uh, so that, I don't know, rejection or whatever you want to call it, because most phone calls, are abrupt and end quickly uh how'd you build that callus so you just move on to the next one
1: um shoot i I would say that the mojo dialer helps a lot with that also um because it is i mean you end it or you drop the voicemail and you just keep rolling um but the biggest thing is just is is is, is just practice okay no way am i what i say like i can just I have the best confidence when it comes to just hopping on a cold call but i just like to think with my personality and that's one thing that i've learned to kind of just let flow is yeah. um i was told by a guy that um a seller that i was working with before who actually was an investor he was retired um and he invited me over to his house and stuff like that and that's one thing that he actually had complimented me on um was not, not necessarily wasn't necessarily my cold calling Yeah, he said. You know, he said he can hear nervousness through my cold call, but he told me to never stop going on appointments. um, Because he told me once, once he was able to meet me face to face and actually have a conversation with me, that it was one of those things where he's like, "That's what really sold me." He said our conversation on the phone was actually really good. He was Mm -hmm. like, "But he's like, if one thing you don't do is don't stop going on appointments, because that's where you're going to make your money."
0: I would agree with you. You, Your your presence, like I just said earlier, is. It just makes people feel comfortable and better. So, yeah, I would agree with them. Never stop going on appointments. All right. So um, any other big things that you kind of credit your success belief uh, from going from that proof of concept deal to eight and six figures? Any any other things you want to share with the audience before we talk about this year? Okay. Always learning. Always wow. learning. And, 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 and there was moments where I did, you know, it,
1: it was kind of, it gets tough because sometimes it ain't moving. And I think just having the ability to have some staying power, hmm. having a little bit of grit to you um being able to you know you hear it a lot in this in this industry is that a lot of people you know wholesaling is easy and <laughs> um, you always got a lot of newbies. and for yeah. you know and, and I, i'm still kind of i'm still relatively new yeah uh, but I, I prided myself on not just being one of those guys that came into the industry and yeah. kind of washed away after a couple of deals because it got tough mm-hmm. and so whenever it got tough for me i always told him i reminded myself like staying power. Like yeah. we're going to build respect in this industry by being able to stay in this industry.
0: Yeah. So actually there's one more thing about 19 I want to talk about. Cause I think people need to see that even people that are quote unquote successful have air pockets. And I think you mentioned earlier, uh, let's actually just break it down. So you got your first deal in April or your first check in April mm-hmm. and you did eight by the end of the year. Um, was it just one a month for eight months? Cause that would just be too easy or did you? Uh, yeah, I, I had a
1: month where I had about two in there, but I think it was, yeah, what about one a month.
0: Okay, and that was right. my
1: goal to be able to get one a month um and just went from there
0: all right, so you didn't have a big air pocket or two months of nothing, or you're like you had-, I had October November okay, so October, November, you had nothing, so okay that's what I want to talk about yeah, all right, so you roll into October, so what's that month before that September, so you probably have four or five deals done now by September, you're probably feeling good, right yeah you start sure. co- you start coaching football and and your your time goes down that you can commit to this tremendously. Uh, and suddenly the, the checks, the, you know, the checks aren't showing up. Did you ever, I mean, what was that like? Did you feel like the market changed or you were doing something wrong? Did you ever lose faith? I guess is what I'm asking.
1: I never lost faith because once you, it, if it works, it works. And, ah. and like they say, the, the process is so simple. It, it It's one of two things. It's either, it's either the, the industry, right? Or it's, or it's you. Mm. And it's easy to say, oh, well the market isn't doing too great. You know, but like I said, I surround myself with people. Who I know do deals. Yep. So how is it that everyone around me is doing deals, and Michael, you just haven't done deals these last two months? You know, like no, like it's you, dude.
0: Yes. <laughs> you look in the mirror and go, it's you. It's
1: <laughs> you. What have you? What? What's changed with you? That's and amazing. the biggest thing is because at that point I, I was still working. I, I do sub um, full time still basically. I mm-hmm. still work every day, and so I do sub, and from there going to football practice till six o'clock, six thirty. I'm probably getting home about seven. Seven ish. Yeah. So that leaves me about 40 minutes of, of cold calling it, which I wasn't always doing. Got it. And so what that, that, I think that taught me that I did have to eventually, I need to bring, I even need to consistently cold call, or I need to start training someone to do some cold calls for me because I promised myself that I wouldn't let that happen again because it took too much to get out of it.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. All right. So now for some fun stuff, it's 2020. Yeah. It's like the 18th. Um, (laughs) What 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 did Michael say he's going to do this year? Did you, you put a number out there. Is that big whiteboard over your left um, shoulder have a have a target or anything? No, I am not on there yet. Um, <laughs> I I told myself that I wanted to have
1: just and just just talking with Stratton you know some some of my peers is, is that I do want to have a hundred thousand dollars a month sometime ah. this year. Um, I know you know again that's something that I do believe is possible. You know, <laughs> and yeah. so that's something that I'm going to push for because I mean. That's just who I am. So there's really no, you know, method behind that. That's just who I am.
0: I like it. So a six figure month. Um, your biggest assignment fee to date was what? Do you remember? Biggest assignment fee today is is twenty four thousand. All right. So if if you were able to do that, you'd have to do four of those. I'm yes. just doing math, right? Yes. So you're probably talking about five transactions a month to get to the six figure month, yeah. probably, yeah. right?
1: You're gonna to have to have a nice, a nice hefty one in there somewhere. So probably yeah, you, a deal somewhere in there. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. All
0: right. So, um, oh, I like that goal. Okay. Uh, so, how do you do that? I mean, you you probably have it in the second half because you're coming off yeah. a slow month or the slow investment, right? And there's always lead lead lag. Do um, you think you have to up marketing to do that, or is it just more of the same, or? Um, what definitely, do you you um, hunkering down,
1: hunkering down on cold calls. Okay. Um, I am looking at, doing a little bit of, uh, SEO. Okay. Um, to kind of drive some things home that way. Um, I do use investor care and stuff like that and just, just really just being more consistent in, in what I did previously, hmm. um, and focusing a little bit more on my pipeline. I think last year, um, you would get things in your pipeline, and here's where I talk about you know not scaling, but um, like I'm adding my wife on this year, and that and that's going to be a biggest thing when it comes to organization for me because when you're the one that's generating the deal, following up with the deal, uh, following it through you know title issues and escrow and sending documents and stuff like that, it's really easy to get fixated on one deal,
0: mm-hmm. oh, one
1: lead, yeah. sure. and so um, integrating my wife into that role to where I'm. I'm doing the marketing and uh, taking that initial lead. I have taught her a little bit on how to analyze a deal and and comp it out and stuff like that. So she can send me a max allowable offer. Mm. From that point I'll be able to negotiate the deal. Mm -hmm. Um, If I lock it up at that point, she'll be the one sending it to title company. She'll be the one following up with the um,
0: seller at that
1: point. I'll be uh, moving into debt. disposition.
0: So kind of like a transaction coordinator. Would that be a yeah. fair? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. She'll, she'll make sure it's loaded in a podium and, and things like that. And, um, yeah, so that's going to help me tremendously. Cause that took away a lot of my time.
0: Yeah. They you did. know,
1: having to make those phone calls and stuff.
0: And, and please don't take this the wrong way. Cause you could crush me if you wanted to, but you're not, everybody's not good at everything in this business. A hundred percent. And and your biggest struggle will
1: be thinking that you are.
0: Oh Yeah. Yeah. So bringing in the wife to something that maybe causes you frustration or stress or whatever. So you can, A, save that time, but more importantly, save that energy and Mm -hmm. use it on what you're uniquely good at. Yes. Should have a meaningful difference in your business. And I believe that I'm great at acquisitions. Oh, no question. I I,
1: I 100% believe that that's my, that's one thing that I, you know, even talking with, you know, like I said, Stratton, me and Stratton talk a lot. (laughs) Me and Stratton talk a lot. Stratton hates acquisitions, right? Ah. And that's one thing with me. I'm like, I love talking to people. Yeah. I love, you know, going on appointments. I, it, it doesn't even have to be a deal. Right. You know, because the impression that you're going to have of our conversation is going to bring me more in the future than what, than, than, than just this one.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's funny. I'm, I talked to a big, uh, a million dollar producer just yesterday. I think it's called relationships over transactions. And he's, yeah. he's essentially saying the same thing. He's like every, every appointment you get on is a chance to have a conversation and build a relationship because maybe that's not a deal, but mm-hmm. you, you know, that could, that could bring you five deals if, if, if you leave that impression. So that's pretty awesome. All right. So you bring the wife on, you're going to let her do some part of this. Actually, let's talk about that a little bit. How was okay. it bringing the wife on? Did she ask you, did you get stressed? And she says, I can help. I mean, how does that, well,
1: all last year, all last year, my biggest thing was I did a lot of driving for dollars. Again, a low cost uh, marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able, I, I've accumulated so many properties. And from that, obviously you're skip tracing things and you know, you're getting numbers or maybe let's just say you have a hundred properties, right? Okay. And out of those hundred properties, you skip traced it, only 60 of them came back with numbers and on, only 20 of them you were actually able to make contact with. Yep. Now what's happening with the other 80 contacts? Well, with it just being me, I'm not, I'm not an organization person. Yeah. So I might dabble in the 80 and, and using, you know, deep in, digging deeper into one of those, or yeah. you know what I'm saying? But yeah. there, what about those other ones that I haven't even touched?
0: Right.
1: You know, but you don't wanna stop marketing or finding more, more leads, so you're, you're constantly building this list, mm. but sure. you've never even contacted 80% of your list. Yeah. And so, with that, I think I had just got too far to really return.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And she had asked me throughout the year, last year, you know, hey, you know, let me know where you need help. And I was so more focused on, I need more, you know, someone else to make calls. Yeah. Not thinking that she could help me keep organized where well, my calls might run a whole lot more efficiently yeah. had, had I been more organized. But at that point, I had got overwhelmed because I didn't even know where to start going back to start trying to fix clean up some of that mess yeah
0: wow and And so
1: she had been telling me that for so long that it would you know you don't like to admit when you I mean I don't have a problem admitting when I'm wrong um but the biggest thing is I didn't like that I let it go so far and it was frustrating to even think about cleaning it up
0: yeah and
1: so at that point I mean I, I can't I know I can't have a six figure month
0: with that oh no question yeah. I think that's going to be a fundamental change to your business. Cause you're going to be able to squeeze more out of the leads you already have or prospects yeah. or whatever you want to call them. Um, you're going to be able to focus where you're uniquely gifted and good on acquisitions. Yeah. I, I think a six figure month is absolutely possible just by making that, that tweak or that leverage. So that's, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be fun to watch. All right. So what, what, what words of advice do you have for a wholesaler who maybe got their first deal but is struggling to kind of make, you know, to, to try to build something, any advice for them? <laughs>
1: it's funny cause I hear it everywhere and, 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 the, and the biggest thing is just, um, they say reverse engineering. Ah. And sometimes it's hard to even reverse engineer cause you're like, I don't even know what I did to get there. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't laughs> you know, know what i what did. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like I just, you know, just keep your head down and just keep doing the same thing. Like, um, really finding a focus, My focus this year is probably going to be in my marketing. Mm. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to do a lot of things. So someone might beat me because they're doing SMS, they're doing RVMs, and all this other stuff. Stratton's good at all of that. Yeah. Right. I'm going to cold call. Yeah. Until cold calling is just not great for me. I need to start looking for a way to build a team. Yeah. And I can't do it by trying to do all these other, all these things. Right, so I like driving for dollars. That's something that I can do with my family and yeah. cold calling. So at that point, I want to keep my systems and my processes really simple yeah. to where I can, you know, document my processes and my systems and, and eventually be able to add pieces to that. Because right now, or where I was at, there was, that was another frustrating thing is because I didn't know where to start to even start to build something because it wasn't simple.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and so the, you know, I would say definitely keep it simple attack it, keep your head down, and, and never stop talking to people. Mm-hmm. Telling people what you do. Um, I post a lot on social media, and a lot of it is the same stuff, Yeah. you know, because I use the toothpaste method. Like I said, I watched a video a while back where they talked about it. They asked two people, or they asked you, you know, hey, what's name two brands of toothpaste? And it's branding, right? And you're like, Colgate Press, And it's not because it has the the, the the best teeth whitening uh, you know fluoride whatever is a toothpaste right? yeah. it's because you see it the most right and so I don't have a professional marketing pic- picture it's something that my sister-in-law took in the backyard Easter of last year have. right that I happen to be able to just you know mess with a little bit and just happen to throw it on everything
0: and 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 people see it all the time yeah no I do too it's awesome all right <laughs> it's it's uh it's fun to watch it's fun to be around you it's fun to, fun to see success. Um, I want to thank you for getting up early and, and having this conversation. We, I'm sure, hopefully wow. people watch this and go, yeah, I, I see it. I, I know how, cause you've changed your life, right? You've changed your family's for sure. life for sure. and, um, you know, this, this is going to be fun. And I guess what is, what does the end game look like? Do you, do you coach football, varsity football because you love it and you're always going to do it or, or does the end game of, you know, two or three or five years from now is like, Nope, I'm a, I'm a full-time investor. Have you thought about that? Um when I get scared,
1: I ask myself, what will I do? Ah, okay. If I couldn't do this. Um, but then I tell myself I'm doing this, you know, for 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 certain reasons and 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 so I have no no choice but to continue doing it. Yeah. I coach football because I love coaching. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, it, I thought. It, it's it's a hobby of mine. I I love being able. If I'm not going to teach full time, varsity football is just Friday night lights and, and being with you know teenage boys and yeah. and being a role model, a positive role model to them, especially especially as an African American man and owning my own business.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, to me, that's something powerful that I can give back to young men. Oh no! Who, who who think that you know the, the typical route is you know going to college and working a nine to five job? And it's not that I'm trying to pull anyone from that. Mm. It's it's showing them that I'm living proof that you can do something other than what other people tell you that you have to do in order to be successful. Um, so I I do love the role model part aspect in, in and yeah. building young men of coaching varsity football. So that's not something that I plan to stop doing. If anything, yeah. it forces me to get better at my business because it has to be automated at that point. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah.
1: So my end goal, I love this. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not like I'm like, Hey, once I get to this point, I, I just want to stop. Yeah. You know, I-, I-, I genuinely love what I do. Um, yeah. and-, and-, and it finally makes sense to me that when you love what you do, you're not working. Yeah. Um, and so obviously I want to build a portfolio.
0: Yeah.
1: Eventually. Um, I think last year I had a goal of-, of getting a couple rental properties. This year I don't have that goal. Yeah. Because I also think I overanalyzed everything in the sense yeah. of a deal that you can take down. Should I keep it? You know, unless it's, it's a slam dunk. Yeah. You know, it's, it'd be an option for me. But my, 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 focus this year, again, like I said in the beginning was wholesaling.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I am a wholesaler. <laughs> yeah. You know, if people are interested in selling their house come to me. Right. Right. If you're interested in finding some deals, come to me. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's one thing that I did want to make clear going into this year is that I, I'm wholesaling properties.
0: That's awesome. Well, uh, when I asked that question, I actually got the answer I hoped for, right? You coach varsity football because you love it. That's the thing you do. With, you, you call it a hobby. I, I, I might call it a calling um, because you are, you are building uh, and mentoring young men and, and you're yeah. in a unique position to have a real impact on them. So that's awesome. And yeah, you, you've chosen a career that you can do forever. Yeah. So you know, this wholesaling thing or investing. I'm a lucky man. I'm uh, lucky. On on so many different levels, you have no idea. (laughs) All right, Michael, Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for getting up early. I, I appreciate you. No problem. Thank you. You got it.